This is the Breaking Labels Podcast, and I'm Rosanna Gill. Each episode, we'll discuss labels that have confined the stories of my guests at one point or another and their journeys to thrive beyond them. Some labels are external, and others we put on ourselves as limiting beliefs. But regardless of where the label comes from, we're here to break it because we were meant for so much more. Hello, hello, beautiful world. If this is your first time listening to the Breaking Labels podcast, I am your host, Rosanna Gill, and welcome. I so appreciate you being here. If this is not your first episode, welcome and thank you for listening again. Today's episode is actually a throwback episode to a wonderful conversation I had with Leah Valencia Key, who is the founder and owner of Valencia Key Jewelry. She has amazing jewelry that you'll get to hear about, but what's really amazing is her personal story. And that's part of the reason I wanted to share this episode, because I think it's so important for people to hear what's possible. Now, before I get into the episode, a couple things that I want to let you know. One is the reason I'm doing these throwback episodes is because I'm in the process of preparing for a series that I'm starting at the end of September called A Different Perspective. That series is centered around having conversations about race that I don't feel are had nearly often enough. It came out of my desire to create a space where people could anonymously ask questions about race, culture, and ethnicity that maybe they don't feel comfortable asking typically because they're afraid of what, how they ask the question and what it will make them seem like, like maybe they're racist or bigoted. And I'm doing this series because full disclosure, I have been asked a lot of questions, a lot of different ways over the years about being mixed. And some of the ways those questions were asked were more offensive than others. But what I've come to realize is I would rather someone ask a question the wrong way and listen for an open, honest conversation afterwards than to be mad at them about how they asked the question and to shut down a conversation that needs to be had. So enter a different perspective where I will have guests coming on and discussing various questions and scenarios that people submit. Now, if you look in the show notes for this episode, you will see a link to Custom Insights, which is where you can submit your question or scenario that you personally have dealt with that you would like discussed, and you can do so completely anonymously. And the reason doing it anonymously was important to me was because I know that sometimes people don't ask questions because they're afraid that somebody could bring it back later and say, well, you asked this question and that means you're a racist or a bigot or you're ignorant. And I didn't want that. That's not what this is about. This is about the bigger picture and having conversations that are open and honest, like I already said. So submit your scenario, submit your question through the link in the show notes. And I cannot wait to hear from you, though. I won't actually know if I'm hearing from you specifically. (laughs) So, and the other announcement that I wanted to make, and this is big, is I am actually launching another podcast and it is going to be called Her Time. That podcast is only stories of women and women who have felt an urge, maybe even you want to call it an awakening, and wanted to pursue something, whether it was feeling like there was a tug that said, "Ah, I think there's more, or they wanted to start a business, or they just wanted something different for their lives. And my conversations with them about what that looked like and their journey to do that, to forge that path for themselves. 
So it's going to be all kinds of different conversations, but it's only females. Anybody can listen, but the conversations I'm having are with women because I think these are conversations that need to be heard and had. And if you are currently feeling that tug and that yearning for more, but you have no idea where to start, how to answer that call, what to do with those feelings, then this podcast, Her Time, is going to be for you because you get to hear from countless women who have also felt that tug and what their journey looked and sounded like and felt like. And I hope that in sharing those conversations, it helps you in your own journey. So that is coming. I will be actually doing a couple teaser episodes here on Breaking Labels so you can hear the kinds of conversations that will be had on Her Time. All right, with that, let's get into this amazing conversation with Leah. Hi, everybody. I just wanted to give you a quick warning before you listen to this episode. I have watched multiple YouTube videos and Googled it a few too many times on how to get rid of the echo that you will hear on my part of the audio. And while I've been able to reduce it in a few parts, it is still very much there. So I apologize in advance. If anybody listens to this and knows how I can get rid of the echo, I am happy to go back and do it again and try because I hate for y'all to not have the best quality audio on my end. But the beautiful thing is I actually don't talk as much in this episode as I probably do in others. And listen, I've got to hear from Leah Valencia Key. You are going to get so much from her and I am grateful beyond anything I can explain that her audio does not echo because her voice is what you really need from this episode. But just be forewarned, there is an echo and I do apologize, but thank you for being here. Okay. I, I so luckily have only done it once where we did an entire interview and got to the end and I thanked her for her time and then realized I hadn't pressed record and thank God for grace. Because she sat there for another 45 minutes. And I was like. But, but you know what? Oh, my God. That's such a good story. Because that's the power of being a loving person. And then God is going to show you grace. There are so mistakes that happen in my jewelry line. Like people getting stuff with a stone missing that someone missed. Like, But when I show up in love, like, my God, I'm sorry. Like, that is everything I'm against. And I just pour my truth out. 9.9.9% of the time, people have grace for you. Mm-hmm. And that's all we should have for each other. So I love that story. Mm-hmm. You're like, after after we got through the two hours, now it's good. <laughs> yes. And and she was, she was kind. And, and I she's like, can I eat some popcorn while with you? And I was like, you can eat whatever you want. Right. Like, you can have a full meal. I was just going to say, what? What do you want? I'll wait. It's okay. We'll make it work. Exactly. It's amazing. So I'm so excited to have you on. Okay. So I got the beautiful benefit of hearing at least a piece of your story during the Become Unstoppable event experience. Experience. It was an experience. It's an experience. I was like two hours in. I was like, I got to buy the pass because I know I can't just stop work for the day to watch this all. So I'm going to have to come back and. Oh, wait. So cool. So you were able to buy the pass in between it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. So good. Yeah. Because I, I knew it. And I'm also somebody like I have to have. Sometimes I have to hear things a couple different times. Me too. And and also like they always say, like you read a book more than once when you read it the second or third time, you get different things from it. 
you do and you're able to digest it. Like one, sometimes like when I hear something for the first time, it's like, oh, yes. Then the second time it's like, uh-huh. And then the third time it's like, got it. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> exactly. I see that all the time when I edit the, the episodes. Like in mm-hmm. the conversation, I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is amazing. And then when I re-listen to it, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't even catch that the first time. Right. Oh. And then sometimes I'm like, dang, I wish I'd asked you. you need to ask Darn, I should have clicked that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but. For everybody who doesn't know about you, where do we begin? Okay, so one, introduce yourself and your amazing brand, and then we'll start to where it began. Okay, I love it. Are we now? Yes. Oh, yay. Okay. Hi, everyone. I am Leah Valencia Key. I am first and foremost humbled, honored, and overjoyed to be here with you. It is my honor, my jewelry brand. I created and birthed a jewelry brand to the world named Valencia Key. The name of the jewelry is actually my middle and last name, but Valencia means brave and key means to unlock. So I birthed this jewelry in the world to be these wearable symbols that allow you to inspire you to unlock the bravery, unlock the light, unlock the joy, And if I can do it, once I share my humble beginnings to you, then you wearing that is proof that whatever you dream is possible for you. And let's just shine bright in the world, not just radiating for ourselves, but also radiating to inspire others that all things are possible with us. I think it's so appropriate that you do jewelry because to me, that is like the icing on the cake. And when I used to watch my mom get ready in the mornings, My favorite thing was to watch her put her makeup on because it was just this beautiful process. She would take all this care and she would curl her hair. And as her curls were setting, she'd finish the makeup, put on her red lipstick because she always wore red. Didn't matter if it was 8 a.m. on a Tuesday. Mom has red lipstick because she's amazing like that. Love mom. Love her. Oh, she is. And I will tell you, she's 69. Oh, she does not. Okay. She's she's in her 60s. And... (laughs) To this day, I have never seen her go out in public without a full face of makeup and her hair done. Like that is just- Fabulous. All living. Deciding to show up in the world the way she wants to show up consistently. Love it. And she used to always tell me, she's like, if you don't feel good, that's when you have to take that much more care with your appearance because you have to feel good. And that will help you get there. It's almost like that fake it till you make it. For us, doing that makeup helped us get there. But the icing on the cake was always her jewelry. She always had fabulous jewelry. That's what I say. Oh my goodness. My mom would have beautiful accessories and it would make all the difference. Oh my goodness. I love you. That is like everything I see and embody. Like jewelry is that seal of greatness. And I have this and this is what I'm going to choose to be in the world. And So I'll tell my story and I learned from my mother that she gave me these words and that's how I got to jewelry. But I'll start with my story, just sharing that I started in super humble beginnings. And I love sharing that because it shows it doesn't matter where you come from. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what the world says about you. 
All that matters is what you believe to be true in your heart and what you decide to do with the power that is you. And I started in the beginnings of Philadelphia, born into the most impoverished neighborhood of Philadelphia. I like to give a visual description for people who don't understand the hardship, trash riddling the streets, abandoned buildings, abandoned homes, drug activity on every corner, violence breaking out in the streets. And, and that's what I was born into. My mother was amazing. I, she's no longer with me, but she was one of the most brilliant women that I know. What also was she was paralyzed by fear however. So the fear of what the world had said about who she was or where she came from had literally physically paralyzed her. But the beauty is she wasn't paralyzed in her brain to share it to her children. Mm. So she would always speak life into our life and wisdom into our life. There was a moment where we went from poverty to destitute. And that was when my mother broke her leg in three places and couldn't really recover from that. I remember vividly my mother getting us home from school and we're coming to where we lived. Now, where we lived was this one room basement under someone's home in the filth of Philadelphia. And we get to the door and there's a padlock on the door. And so immediately poverty to destitute, no home, nothing, no items, no possessions, nothing. That's when I saw pain. I never saw pain like that before. And I saw the pain in my mother's eyes because she actually didn't have any place to go, not for herself, but for her children. Mm -hmm. And all she could think of was, okay, let's ride the bus. And the bus for anyone who's not familiar is public transportation. So we rode this bus back and forth. I'm going to say it felt like 24 hours, a long time, so awkwardly that the bus driver came back to my mother and said, ma'am, I see you've been here and haven't moved. Is there something I can help you with? And she said in the most pain-written tears, pouring out her eyes, we have no place to go. And that kind gentleman referred us and got us to a woman's homeless shelter. That is where we stayed for several years. And that is just like the epitome of hopelessness, just because society has told everyone in there, you're nothing, you're worth nothing, you have nothing. So there's just tears and moaning, all types of sounds of pain visuals of pain. And I like to speak to myself in third person. So I say, little Leah, me, then start to become what she saw. And little Leah start to do these negative things. And I start to follow my environment, not caring about school and really starting to fail in school. But all the beauty of my mother and her brain I like to share this moment because this moment was when my light and my world was unlocked. I'm coming home from school and I get to the homeless shelter and my mother stops me in the walkway and she asks me, Leah, do you want to be a follower or do you want to be a leader? And I want to put you in perspective on what this is. I'm fifth grade, so I'm young. And I'm like, what is she talking about? Like, I don't get it. 
And she continues and she said, because right now you're following. You're following the predicament that you see around you. And guess what you're going to get, Leah? You're going to be everything that you see because that's what you're following. Mm-hmm. Or, Leah, you can choose to lead. You can choose to lead your life beyond the predicament we're in. You can choose to see the light. You can choose to define that your predicament does not determine your destiny. And then she left it and said, and you choose. And it was that easy, like just dropped it, dropped the mic, left it alone. And I'm sitting here fifth grade Leah around about fifth grade. What? Like mine opened because that young, I got it. Did you? Like, because I feel like I would have been overwhelmed. I got it. Like, it was crazy. I instantly, and I didn't say this for to choose. Like, I didn't even know that I didn't have to be what I saw. I'm mm-hmm. like, I see it. I do it. Right. That's, that's what I thought. But my mother spoke that I can choose and I can dream beyond what I actually see. That was so magical to me the power of choice. And so I instantly, the next day, I start choosing. I went to my teacher, I asked for help, I asked for tutoring, I asked for after school programs, I asked was there anything going outside of the school to take me outside of my environment and I choose and I chose and I chose and I got this excellent rhythm of choosing. What I realized was it seemed like I was choosing academics in a positive way, but I was actually choosing life. I was actually choosing light. I was actually choosing the truest form of joy that was in abundance waiting for me. And that is so powerful because I love to share that to whoever's listening. When you're choosing outside of your predicament, especially when you're not feeling well, and even if your predicament is not good, like your predicament doesn't have to be horrible for you not for you want to see beyond it, right? I don't want to cap people. Some people could say, I am actually great. Like from society's standpoint, my predicament's amazing, but in my heart, there's something more for me. Well, then I I encourage you to choose it Mm -hmm. because when you choose what your inner spirit says is for you, you're actually choosing your life. You're choosing life. You're actually choosing to live because Living is just going with the, not living to me. My mother passed at a really early age. And, I, and I'd like to say that my mother didn't truly live. She was able to live through her words through us, which was a blessing, but her and her own self did not live because she didn't put the action into what her mind knew to be true. And there are so many of us out there doing the same thing. Your heart, your gut, your spirit, your mind knows there's something else. Yes. But but you're not choosing it because of fear or what someone else said or what you have three kids and you think is not possible. What I'm saying it is possible. If it's in your spirit, then it's possible. I know it to be true. How do you know what the next step is when you do choose life? Because like when you, when your mother gave you that choice, like I said, I was overwhelmed. Like, I don't know that I would have immediately defaulted to, okay, I'm going to get involved in stuff after school. I'm going to ask for after, like, I would have like, okay, what now? (laughs) What does that mean? I do choose this. I choose this one, but I don't know what that means now. Yeah. And I must admit, I feel grateful and blessed that, that 
opening of light triggered me into an action. Cause like you said, it could trigger you into like, okay, <laughs> you know, like, okay, that's scary. Uh, so what I say is when you choose, then you must move. Mm-hmm. Meaning like there's a decision that happens in your life. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to be. This is how I want to be. Then right after the decision, then you need to say, okay, so then what's the smallest action I can take that's right tangibly in front of me that could move me closer to my choice? Mm-hmm. Okay. And not taking it in this bill. I kind of, it's so interesting. I look at things in big dreams, but mm-hmm. I also look at things closest to me because I can't get involved with the biggest possibility of how I'm going to get all the way out there. That will limit you. That will stop you. That won't allow you to grow because you'll be overwhelmed with all the on site that you have to take on to get this big thing. So when I think of something to choose, I'm like, yes, it's possible. Seems really big. What next? Mm -hmm. Right? What next? How what tangibly can I do in my realm of possibility right now to make me move one step closer? Cause I'm not trying to move 50 steps. Like I'm plus I'm a turtle. Like everything I do in life is slow. It's just maybe it's a benefit, <laughs> then it's a negative, but I'm not trying to run the race and win the marathon. I just want to be in the race. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to be in the race. Although for so the record, the tortoise did beat the hair in the end. I'm just going to throw that out there. And the, the tortoise is. I, that was always one of my favorite stories. And I didn't understand it much older because I was like, oh, because I'm the tortoise. Me too. We're the same. I felt the same. I love the tortoise and the hair. And it's, I'm the tortoise. And it's it's so freeing when you recognize who you are too. So I'm, I'm going to go so many places and I hope you find nuggets and where yes. I go. One power is really, truly understanding who you are, where your strengths, what you're good at, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And when you get comfortable in who you are Mm. and also not to push faith on anyone, I'm going to speak for myself and whose you are, Mm -hmm. meaning I believe in God, but whoever your higher power is, that means I am this and I am comfortable with being Leah, who is a bad speller. I will always try to be better, but I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with being Leah, who's very slow at everything. I will try to improve and find tips and tricks to make me work for that, but I'm comfortable in that. And then I also know above that, God is my provider. So in my shortcomings, I have grace and mercy that's going to move me through miracle ways that I don't even know how I got there. So I think that's really awesome too about how you do something when you start saying, all right, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. And then what's that step that I can take to get me close to my dream? I'm just going to take that one step. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to take one more step. And then I'm going to take one more step. Then I'm going to fall. And I'm going to be okay with falling. And I'm going to stay down there and I'm going to cry a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm going to walk away from it a little bit, right? Because it's overwhelming. And then it's going to call me again. I'm going to pick it back up. And then I'm going to make another step. you got to be okay with never letting it go and not beating yourself up with walking away sometimes just a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. Like stepping back off the dream, stepping back off the possibility and realizing when it comes back to you, like, oh, this thing is really meant. Okay, so where do I go again? So I just started doing that. And I not only um, was the only person that went to college, but I graduated with my graduate degree, my undergrad in business and my master's in education. I went on to choose, I was choosing this academic thing. So when you choose, sometimes you got to realize, am I choosing for myself or am I choosing for others? Oh, okay. Yes. Please go there because. Right. Because you start choosing and you think I'm choosing for me and this is good and all this stuff is good. And, and, and it is good. But when you get to a point, you do have to sell for like, but is this what I want? Like, is this my joy? My my word is joy and love and light. These words always reset me. And it, those words have been life-changing for me as a human being because I've never been the best at anything. I've never been the most talented. I've never been any of those things, but I've always been joyful. Mm-hmm. I've always started with a kind, loving heart. I've always walked in the room, no matter how hard my day and my life is going, radiating this energy of goodness. And that type of thing is not only infectious for your life to move you forward, but infectious for others around you. And they'll just bring you with them just because of the goodness that you have inside of you. Isn't that amazing? Isn't it amazing? I, I was I, I was speaking at something a couple of weeks ago and I told someone it was like something like, um, you know, how do you kind of level up in your career? And I said, don't underestimate the value of enthusiasm. And I said, I don't know how many times I've been given opportunities only because I was just shaking like a chihuahua, happy to be there. Yes. And they're like, you know what? We like your energy. And I was like, great. Yes. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. And it and it it's crazy the effect that has. You don't have to be the best in the room. If you're excited to be there, people feel that and they want to be around that. They want to. It feeds their soul. It feeds your soul. I feel like enthusiasm, energy, and light is more powerful than any skill you'll ever obtain. Yes. Because you can't manufacture that. You know what I mean? Like it comes authentically from your spirit and people feel it and they need it because it's so unique to find that they cherish it. So I empower people to find their light and their enthusiasm and their passion. And maybe second thing, think about your skill. Right. First thing, think about who you are and how you're presenting yourself to the world because it's very few and far between people who choose to be that way so be that one (laughs) you know and then so I kept going and I said oh you know I love this academic thing I feel great I accomplished it because what my mother also beautiful thing she told me was never quit and I realized that you know a lot of us start things and we never finish them oh because it gets rough it gets hard you start talking yourself out of it all these things but my mother taught me when I was in, I was radiating choosing and all these great things. And I got to this high school for performing arts because I realized art was my joy. Mm-hmm. And I got there and it was so different to me because I was from the inner city, poverty, where people were followers and things were different and no one was really being them true selves. And 
you know, and I got to the school and everyone was out and open and fun and free and expressive. And I was like, oh, I wasn't secure really in myself. And it was wild. So I told my mother, I don't want to be in the school. Please take me out, please, please. And she said, absolutely not. When you decide to start something, that means you decide to finish it. And when you finish it to completion, then you can decide that that no longer, longer serves you and that you can move on to a new journey and a new destiny. But guess what you will have? The completion that you finish that task. And I'm like, wow, it was hard when I heard it, but now I just keep finishing things. So I chose creativity after master's degree because I was like, I do love that. And I went back and got my cosmetology license. And then because mommy told me to always finish and complete, I I was like, so what's the highest level of cosmetology one could get? And they were like, well, the most you can become is an instructor. Like you can actually teach them. Well, that's what I'll get. So I went and all the way through and got my cosmetology instructor's license. And that opened the door for me to really start being expressive of myself through these visual, these visual ways. But prior to that, as I was choosing and really following this, my mom said before she passed, Leah, I see this light in you. It is radiating. And she gave me these cheap little earrings. And she was like, always wear your earrings. Never leave the house without your earrings. They represent the light and the greatness that's boiling up and bubbling out inside of you wear it as a symbol. And that moment was when I start sketching jewelry as a true hobby, not as a business thing. Just, I love symbolism from that point on. Like, wow, things can really represent who you are inside. So I was sketching it just as a, a homage to my mother and just to get my creative juices flowing, honestly. And I created these little sketches consistently when it would come up in my head about my journey in the form of jewelry. And that was just hobby. But I was doing cosmetology because I knew I knew I had to work. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to work in the education. I taught for a little bit and that, that wasn't my light. I love educating, but in a, in a creative way. So I was like, well, how can I make money and enjoy it all at the same time? And I'm like, ah, painting no, faces creating hair (laughs) I did that but now I have a master's degree where one should say you should be making money but in the beauty industry and hair no one cares (laughs) like oh that's great sweep this floor so I swept floors for years with a master's degree humble humbling learning and being in the environment of creativity and soaking up all that knowledge and I realized that I wanted to work for QVC and took me five years to get in. Mm-hmm. So message to that story is never give up on your dreams. Golly, between you and, and Jamie, it's not easy to get into. Oh, no. I mean, it is real. Like when you get in there, it literally is like, ah. You heard the <laughs> angel singing? It's like the angel singing. It is so miraculous when you can because it's one of the most wonderful opportunities so i took it took five years i would apply i would apply i would get denied your talent is not what we're looking for right now you are not qualified enough all these 
great heart wrenching things, but my message that I want to give to everyone now, a key that I'd love to give to everyone now is that speak your dreams into the world. Mm. And it's really important. It served me so well, but what I must be clear, speak your dreams without expectation. Oh, you're not looking to receive something when you speak it out. You are literally just getting it out of your body to permeate into the world so that it can land in the world. And then I believe God, but whoever you believe in will take that dream. And then because it's out in the world and you spoke it to life, will give it wings to fly. You're not looking for someone to save you, not looking for someone mm. to help you. You're just literally saying it because there's a passion in your heart. And I would just do that. I would talk about QC like it was awkward. And so from sweeping floors and I had to support myself, I also bartend. And of course, while I'm bartending, I tell this guy that I want to work for QVC. And he's like, really? Because my friend works there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, give me your information and, you know, I'll see. And I'm like, okay. So I give him my information. Lo and behold, the next day, now be it clear, he knew me from no one. Now, I must admit, I was radiating joy because that's what I give. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and we had a really good conversation about my dreams of being on QVC, but that what in a span of two hours, maybe. Mm -hmm. The next day, he messages me and say, hey, I talked to my friend. Here's her information. Her name's Stephanie Humphrey. I love her to the day I die. We're like sisters now, which is amazing. Uh, but she had never met me a day in her life. She told her friend, absolutely. And then I texted her and she messaged me and said, hey, use my name as a reference. She didn't know me from anyone. And she said, here's a person in an email that you can email your resume to and use me as a reference. I share that to say, when you are pushing towards your dreams and doing the work that you're supposed to do and being the human that you're supposed to be, then God will show up with angels mm -hmm. and help you to fly. But you're not looking for angels to help you. You are looking for you to do what you need to do. And then God will bring these beautiful hearts in your life from nowhere. They don't even have to know you. <laughs> And they will help your dreams to fly. So with that, I was able to get an interview. And the beauty is life is in the right time. So, so five years ago, if I wouldn't have been ready for QVC, even if I had gotten an interview, right? Because they wanted a certain hair blowout and they wanted certain skills that I didn't have fresh out of cosmetology school. Mm -hmm. So five years later, I was ready because I had been sweeping floors on one of the most talented hairstylists and he was an educator. So he would show me these things. So I had literally been trained for the moment now. And I got into QVC that literally changed my life. And the way I say that is because now you are surrounded by dream makers, meaning mm -hmm. people who have a dream, see a dream, believe the dream, and then do the dream and bring it out to the world. And then you're surrounded by beautiful hosts who are taking people's dreams and letting them fly. And I was styling these people. So I was just soaking up that all things really are possible through tangible evidence of all these people 
and I met two of my earth angels. I have so many earth angels in my life. I love that term, love by that the way. It, they really are. Like God placed them here to bless me and God whispers my name in their ear and they say yes to God every time. And it's so beautiful. And Vicki Sai from Tatcha Skincare and Jamie Kern Lima, founder of It Cosmetics, are the two angels that I love to highlight in this moment because they saw my light in the salon and they grabbed hold to it and they took me on like a little sister and traveled me around the world with them and welcomed me into rooms that I would have never had the opportunity to walk into as a hair and makeup stylist. Like they were allowing me to sit in business meetings and press meetings where, where I would normally never be. And they would say not much, but they would do so much just to, and just show me through their living example. They were, and exposing, it exposing, they were exposing me. So I just always say like opportunity is life changing. Exposure is life changing. It is, it will, when you're able to see what's possible, someone can tell you a lot of things, yes. right? Yes. But when you're so able different. to see human beings doing the most miraculous thing, you're like, oh my God, I can do that too. So I was styling my earth angels and I would notice that at the end of hair and makeup and putting your outfit on, the last thing, exactly what you said, and we'll bring it right back to the beginning, like your mother, she would do that face and put that hair up and roll this right. But the seal of the deal was what earrings do I put on? What necklace do I put on? What bracelet do I like? And it was, it's the completion of your let go, <laughs> you know? Yes. And I would see it and I would see the sparkle that would, be the seal and it triggered me back to my hand sketching and it triggered me back to my mother saying wear these earrings because they represent the light and I know I, she said it for me but I was able to see women who was representing a light to the world and how it really made them be able to bring their light to the world and that's when I knew I gotta jump and bring my gift to the world and not in the form of jewelry, but in the form of messaging, wearable messaging yes. to say, if you can go from a young girl from poverty, homeless to creating a tangible piece that you can wear on your body, then whatever you dream to be true is possible. Yes. And I've been choosing that ever since. And my mission is just to get this message out in the world so we can all be our most greatest, brightest selves. I, I, you know what? I, I thought of something, a question a little while ago that I, I've been yes. trying to ask you. Ask me. And it goes back to your mother. Mm-hmm. And you were saying, you know, how her fear paralyzed her. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's so amazing that she was able to empower you and to speak mm-hmm. this, this mm-hmm. life-giving messages into you. Mm-hmm. But if you could go if back you go to your back mother at that time, what is something you would tell her that oh. might have changed that paralyzing. Yeah. I I would actually share with my mother that she has the most greatest, wonderful mind and that I'd encourage her to actually start acting upon 
the beautiful brilliance that she's speaking into the life of her children because I know mothers are so giving and they're so caring about their children. So they wanna pour into their kids. And I would ask for my mom to pour into herself. Before she poured into me, I'd ask her to pour into herself because it was so much that she had to pour into herself and just try. Mm -hmm. Like, because she knew it was so clear for us to be true, then just try it for her and see if it worked out. And I know for sure that if she had done the beautiful word that she had said, then um, things would have been totally different. But I also think that sometimes you have to live a life. Uh, some people are martyrs in the life where it happens to be and a not a sad thing, your destiny, be, because her passing away and the struggles that I was able to see her do, I don't know if I would have been the same me. Mm -hmm. Meaning I go after fear and I'm pulling fear with me because I know the limitations that my mother lived with. Would it have, would it, would it have been so impactful for me? If I had saw it differently, right? Would I materialize life the way that I thought it to be? Oh. And now I'm able to take her life and in my prayers, bless many millions of lives. And so I just pray that she's shining down and saying my life uh, was a blessing to millions. Mm -hmm. Not just mine, but to millions. So oh, I'm grateful oh, either way. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's kind of it's like kind of, you took you your took mother's, mother's voice, voice and you're amplifying. And you're amplifying. Yes. yes. You are the microphone for it. Give me the mic, coach. Mm -hmm. yes. She planted it you. in you. I got you're you. spreading it for her. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you know what? I got you. Let me, let me do this for you. And God chose me to do it. And I'm honored that um, God chose my mom to have the life that she had and speak the words that she spoke. And I'm honored that God chose me to take her voice and radiate it to the world and allow her life and my life um, to be living examples of what's possible in this world. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's quite po poetic. <laughs> it is. It is so beautiful. What what is something or are there things that you kind of use as touchstones if let's say and this is bound to happen especially as an entrepreneur where you have like low days or low moments and every moment joy is just being like something is trying to suffocate your joy what do you go back to yes well i must be clear and say that every other moment, something is trying to suffocate my joy, especially as an entrepreneur. And even if you're not an entrepreneur, life is just rough. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Like life is not easy, but what I always try to do is two things. It's a mindset thing, I always say. Well, life is going to be hard either way. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard if you choose to succumb to the hardships and depression and lack of joy. And that's going to be sad and unfun. And it's going to be hard if you choose to break beyond it either way. So which way do I want to live this life is one way. I'm always thinking, like, which way do I want to live? 
but I, I want to live always choosing the best. Mm. So that's why I'm able to kick back in. And then I always go to prayer, which is number one, um, when things really get rough, um, every other hour, um, <laughs> when things really get rough, one of my favorite songs is No Weapon Formed Against Me Shall Prosper. Ooh, it's a gospel song, but you don't have to be into Christianity to really hear the words. And I sing that song to myself and I look at my uh, rooted bracelets and I visually have my visual representation. Like I decided to be rooted in love. I decided to be rooted in person. And I'm saying this out loud. I decided to be rooted in perseverance. These are the things that I've chose for my life. So what actions can I do to move me from the way I feel now to the way I decide to be? And then I start to sing that song, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, it won't work. Because you're coaching yourself up, like these are weapons that are trying to attack you. But if you know they can't prosper unless you let it prosper, then you are able to coach yourself back out of where you're sitting in today. So I choose, I encourage anyone no pun intended or blogging, but get a piece of jewelry from my brand to make you see it and say, that's possible because a living human being can do it like Leah. And I'm not, what I love about who I am is I'm not the person that's so disciplined and so rigid and so structured where you'd say, oh, well, of course she can do it because she works out five times a week, which is beautiful. I wish I did. Or she <laughs> always stays on discipline. So she, she has that quality in her. That's how she's able to do it. No, I am the most imperfectly perfect person you'll ever meet, okay? Like I am everywhere. And so if I can see these symbols and coach myself back into where I choose to be, and if I can get a song in my heart and sing myself where I want to be, then all of us can. It's finding these, like you said, these things and ways that shift your mindset because it's all in the mind. And the mind is one of the most powerful things. It's so crazy. <laughs> the mind can take you all the way here or it can take you all the way there mm -hmm. in seconds. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, seconds. Yes. Right? So uh, find ways to get your, to be able to control your mind. And prayer is also a really beautiful thing because when you recognize that you're not the end all be all of your life or this world or your destiny, and you're able to take all that pain and give it over to a higher power, it's so freeing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I think that sometimes we get so caught up in like wanting to control everything, Yeah. but the stress and the pressure of that, we were not yep. able to carry that load. I mean, no, no. And this is coming from somebody who likes to try to control everything a lot. <laughs> Me too. I it's call always just aggressive. I'm like, I'm so kind. I love people, love people, but I love my control like i love it love it love it but i always remind myself to trigger myself back to humility and always recognize this is not about me 
Mm. You know, and so some things you've got to control, Leah, because it's your passion and you got to make sure it gets there to the people the way you want to get there. But then also, how are you doing that? And how are you taking on that burden is going to be the way that you produce whatever you produce in the world. Give it over. Give it over to your God. Give it over to your higher power and go ahead and be able to do what you need to do. My pastor, um, she was the first person I interviewed for the podcast and she wow. gave me a gift. And when she, one of the times she texted me, she's like, I'm so proud of you, but remember you're doing it for the one. Yes. And I thought, I just said that today. because you know, it's so easy, especially with a podcast where I'm constantly checking downloads and it's like, how many oh people are seeing it, who's sharing all this stuff. You can get so caught up in that, that. I, and I can find myself, and I mean, multiple times a day, I have to check myself and say, is it so yeah. important how many people downloaded it or yeah. who really got the message they needed that day? Because that's why you started this. It wasn't yes. downloads. Clap in the air. I said that literally almost verbatim to, um, I was just on another podcast and I said the same thing. Like, remember in this world, just remember you're doing it for, like you said, one, because one whole human being is magical. Like if you can just touch the heart of one human being, not only, first of all, that's magical in itself because we as individuals are just valuable creatures to be here and everything, each of us are so special. But then if you touch one, do you know you're actually changing a generation? Mm. Because that one person, be it man or woman, is going to take that way of living and then alter their family's life, alter their children's life, alter their niece's life. You're not just touching one if you only touch one. So forget about the numbers. We're human. Check it out. When I see my Instagram numbers going up and down, I coach myself every time. I'm like, they got what they came here for and now it's okay to sever. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You know, so just be be very comfortable and not worrying about what people society says about numbers. I totally agree. Yeah. It's it's a slippery slope. Slippery. It is. Well, I I just I this was even better than I expected. I knew it would be amazing. But before we leave, two things. One, actually, yeah, I wasn't even planning on asking you this, but I am. Is yes. it something you've always wanted to be asked? No, that's a really interesting question. I like being asked questions. I like spontaneousness. There's nothing, I don't even go into podcasts or interviews with expectation of questions. I'm like, Whatever God has them ask me is what's needed. And whatever comes out my mouth is the blessing that God wants me to share to whoever these heart falls on. So I don't have that expectation. Maybe I should. <laughs> no, no, honestly, I think that's the most beautiful way to approach it. Because and I, yeah. I, as much as I have a podcast, I'm a listener of them. Yeah. Tell when somebody's been saying the same things over and over, because at some point you can only be so authentic when you've been saying the same thing a hundred times. Yeah. You know, and even in, 
I agree. Like even in my story, right? Because I'm going to tell my story a thousand times over and that story is not going to change. But like I actually relive the story and as I'm reliving the story, I'm hearing what God wants, what nugget of that story God wants me to highlight for that heart that needs to hear it. Because there are different nuggets in the story that are needed for different people. And so that's why sometimes you'll hear me stop and say, so what that means is, or what I got from that is, because that part of the story God wanted me to really pause on because someone needed to understand that part of the journey. Oh, I love that. I love that. And you did that during hours too. Yes, (laughs) I told you you wear my earrings right now. I need the people to know as soon as I got, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, Um, thank you you for so many reasons. Thank you for answering my prayers. Thank you for encouraging my dream. If you get something or you hear from me, it's really when people believe in me and Valencia key and order something, it's, it's given the dream wings to fly. It's, it's giving the message, the ability to soar to more hearts. And so for that, thank you for answering the prayer because it's everything I pray for. I do. <laughs> to yeah. me, it's, it's like armor. It's like armor. Yeah. Because you are suiting up for the day because no matter what you're going to go through in that day, you have this piece of jewelry that you can, you can touch. You can yes. remind yourself, I need this message in my life today. And I just think that's, that's priceless. Mm. Thank you. That's everything. I, I couldn't say it any better. Um, with the it's possible earrings and the bracelet, I love the it's possible earrings because so I have the words it's possible engraved on one side of each earring. And so for you to know, I don't even if you know, I think of it in two ways. Sometimes I wear the words inside because it's just the whisper that I need for myself today. And then sometimes I wear the words outside because I am radiating that light in the world to show people that by my actions, it's possible for you to do. So you, cause we switch in and out. So I wanted to share that. I love that. I love that. That is, I would have, I never would have gotten that. I'm so glad. Thank you. I love you. I'm grateful for you. I guess I can give you um, my website. My website is www.valencia, that's V as in victory, V-A-L-E-N-C-I-A-K-E-Y, key like a door key.com. So valenciakey.com. I just would love for anyone listening to just go check out the site because first of all, I am the web builder. So I wear multiple hats. Can I tell you, for somebody who just tried to figure out her own WordPress site, that's impressive because that is a nice website. Oh, thank you. No, you want to just, you want to get a user-friendly platform though. Get a user-friendly platform and then you can develop your website the way you want it. But it's a work in progress. And uh, when you land on the site, it really is, I want you to feel light, love, and joy And I want you to read a message that encourages your heart. So my spelling may be wrong on there. Feel free to email if you catch a typo, because that's me. Um, But I'm sending these messages of words just 
So if you land there and you need an encouraging word, it's there for you. I pray that you do wear the jewelry, but put your email in the subscribe button because sometimes like in a month, I'll have a message in my heart. Like, you know, I get songs in my heart and I know it's just not for me. So I'll email a beautiful message that was ringing in my ear to everyone just because it may touch someone who needed it for the moment. So if anything, just do that and we can always stay connected. Or I love Instagram. That's my jam. <laughs> so two Instagram platforms. One is me, Leah Valencia Key, personally. Okay. If you follow me, you'll follow my personal journey, who I am, the crazy that I get into. <laughs> and that's at Leah, L-I-A, Valencia Key. Or you can follow the jewelry. And I'd encourage you to follow the jewelry too, because what I love there is at Valencia Key Design. I love to show everyone wearing the jewelry because this is not a me thing. This is a we thing. So I want to see all hearts, all women, gray hair, red hair, brown hair, all skin, all ages, all everyone radiating in this jewelry and putting encouraging words to inspire us that this beautiful journey called life is possible if we do it together and radiate together. So what I'm going to do is in the show notes, I will have your website, but I will have Love both it. of your Instagrams on there too. And I don't remember which one I follow, but I'm going to follow the other one because I need all the Leah Valencia key I can have. So. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Leah. And again, if the audio was a little dicey, then I apologize. But thank you so much for making it to this point. And as mentioned, all of the links to Leah, her personal Instagram, her jewelry design Instagram are in the show notes. Please, by all means, go follow her, connect with her, and go see the joy that is Leah Valencia Key. Because let me tell you, she wears a lot of yellow and it is the most appropriate color for her because she is just a burst of sunshine and joy in this world. So you will love following her and you will love the content that she creates. And if you know someone who would really be inspired by Leah's story, please share this episode and share it on your Instagram and tag Leah and I. I would love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you and see what you love about the podcast or what you loved about this episode. All right, with that, I will see you next week and thank you for listening. 